Good evening and welcome back to The Breakdown. I'm Luke. And I'm Kurt. And I'm so happy personally to be back here with you guys. It was really fun watching from home. <laughs> Come I, on, man. I mean, aside, Come from, on. aside from not feeling well, it was really, <laughs> it was a real blessing to watch it from home. Yeah, we had a blast last week. Thanks again, Pastor Will, for being our first guest, even Absolutely. though Luke wasn't here. But dude, I, know, I missed out on that. Man. I did miss out on yeah. that. So, that was my one regret was I was not there for the first guest. Well, we are glad that you are here. And we're at a brand new location tonight. So I just want to undisclosed location undisclosed but brand new nonetheless and i just want to give major props to the production team who has spent some hours making it ready today so thanks so much to david alex and Haley, and everyone else who really made this happen so it's going to be a great night tonight yes it is yes it is and we have something yes we do because when something momentous happens oh i know we need to do something it's got to be celebrated So there is actually something that we're going to be celebrating tonight in just a minute. But, you know, we've heard from some of you and we we hear that you like that we're actually taking this time to commit it to the Lord. So we're going to start with prayer and then we're going to get into this awesome uh, accomplishment that we have. So, Father, we thank you for tonight and we give you all the praise and honor and glory as we go back to take a look at and listen to Pastor Zach's message from Sunday and dive in. We're reminded of what David said. I rejoice over your word like one who has found great treasure. And so we discover and uncover the truth of your word tonight. And we're glad for it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, for, you know, Luke and I are kind of new to HPC. I've been here for a couple years and you've been here rounding about a, almost, a, a year. almost a year. And so for those of you who have been here 10 years and now coming into the 11th year, you know, one of the things that Pastor Zach has said for a long time is I'm never going to teach a, ser- a, mm-hmm. a series. I knew that yeah. even before, even before I we came. came, even before yeah. we both came here, it's like never going to be a series. <laughs> it's always going to be fresh revelation from heaven. Yep. <laughs> well, I hope you had your ears, you know, attuned on Sunday when Pastor yep. Zach was saying, this may not be the last week that we do this. There may be multiple yep. weeks. Yep. And so we thought, wow, Pastor Zach, man, you are going to be teaching a series before you know it. And so because of that, Pastor Zach, Luke and I and the production team, we got together just to get you a little something here, we just, if you want to zoom right in on that, this will be your official bookmark. We're going to sign it, and hopefully we get a series out of this, uh, this King's Academy that you've been teaching on. So this is going to be yours, brother, and I'm really excited for you. You're probably sitting at home laughing. There's saying, always new things. <laughs> we always come into new things. I know. We always level up in the King's Academy and in the church. So that is Pastor Zach's. You did it. You did it. Now, the truth is, Sunday hasn't come yet. And I did hear that you better be careful because the Holy Spirit may tell you something different. But nevertheless, you mentioned a series and we just wanted to applaud you for that. So congrats. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so now getting to the message. Yes. So the message was about the King's Academy. I know, I love it. And Pastor Zach used the life of David. Um, And just like Pastor Zach, uh, the life of David has also spoken to me a lot as well. Yeah. Um, And so the text comes primarily from, I would say, 1 Samuel chapters 16 and 17. Um, And if you have not read those, um, highly recommend that you read them. Read it. uh, Because we're not going to read them all for you here. (laughs) Um, So you got to go read that and and it will help you make sense of the story. And we'll be referencing a lot of that tonight. Um, The main point being that, so Samuel goes to David's uh, father's house and he anoints, um, he's going to anoint one uh, one of the sons as king. Now, David was the forgotten son. He was out in the field. And the whole point being that, you know, 
the father and even Samuel, as you read in the story, they expect one of the older sons, yeah. one of the more impressive sons mm -hmm. to be chosen and anointed king, but that's not the case. Yeah. So David, the forgotten son, the one who's out in the field watching the sheep, gets called in and this is the one that the Lord says, this is the man. I don't look at the outward appearance, I look at the heart and yeah. he chooses David. Now there's a span of about 15 years mm -hmm. from David's anointing yeah. to be king to his appointing when he actually becomes king. And Pastor Zach calls this time the King's Academy. This was where David was learning lots of lessons that were going to help him when he was king. That's it. You know, and you bring up an interesting point because I think some of us, Luke, when, when we know that the Lord has called us, when we know that mm -hmm. there's some purpose that God has for us, we, we kind of wonder, will God be able to find mm -hmm. me where I am? And the account with David is just a perfect example that David was out tending sheep and the spirit was so heavy on Samuel that Samuel's like, none of these are the one. There mm -hmm. must be another one. And I just want to say that that's a great encouragement to all of us, that if you are just doing what God has told you to do, the faithful thing, tending the sheep, whatever it is, the small thing you feel like you're doing, when we're faithful in the little, God knows he can trust us to be faithful in much. Right, and the thing was out in the field, David wasn't just tending the sheep. Yep. We know this. Yeah. He was spending time in the presence of God. So good. In the presence of God. And I know as a church, we value the presence of God. And, and we value that for a reason, because it's when we meet God, when we start to become intimate with him, that we learn his heart. Yes. And he shows us the places in our heart that need to change. That's it. And to become more like him so that he can then better use us. That's so good. Which is why at that time of anointing, we enter the King's Academy. And I don't know about you, but you know, knowing that God had called me to some specific things early on kind of made me wonder if I had a lot of work to do to get there. And we, we, we hear about like, oh, maybe there's some steps that we can take. We want to enroll almost in a separate academy. But when we submit to the Holy yes. Spirit, he takes us to the King's Academy. And so just trusting the Lord in the process. Yeah. Well, I think part of what makes that um, tough for us is when we, when we, when God places a vision on our heart for yeah a role that we can fill or something that we can accomplish or how we want, how we feel a burden to be used in the kingdom or in the world, we start to put um, the world's answers into yes. the preparation, like schooling or skills. And it's like, that is part of it, yeah. but it's a heart preparation primarily. And that's why David was selected king. It wasn't because, you know, he was the biggest and the strongest. That's it wasn't right. because he was the most handsome. It was, or because he could speak the best. It was because of his heart. Now he, you know, he was strong, as we can see. You know, he he kills the lion and the bear when he's watching the the sheep. And the Bible does say that he was he had pleasant features. Yeah. But it's like it wasn't because of those things. That's right. And we tend to, you know, I think sometimes we can even fall into discrediting ourselves mm. because, it's like, well, Lord, how come? How am I going to be called to preach? How how am I going to preach so, to someone when I don't have, like, I don't look good, or right. I, you're not, I'm not even comfortable with myself? And it's like God, that's not what God's. Um, focus on or what he's really concerned about. It's our heart. That's right. It's so good. And so getting back to this time piece of the whole premise being that there is time 
from the anointing where Samuel, in this case, you know, pours the anointing oil over David and anoints him as God's next king. But there is time. This is where Pastor Zach was bringing up being enrolled in the King's Academy. So we see here about a span of 15 years. And I was talking with somebody once, or rather they were preaching, and they were saying that they did some study in the scripture, and they were able to see that there is often a 10 to 20 year period of preparation from the time that the promise or the anointing is given to the time of the fulfillment, the fruition, and the appointing. And so I think we can take comfort in that for whatever the process is that the, we know the Lord has given us to say, okay, we're going to trust the Lord in this process. Right, right. And, that, and now getting more specifically down to the anointing. Yes. Because I, I really want us to park here for yeah. a second. So when he was anointed, the spirit was with him. So now as New Testament believers, we also have the spirit. Yes. In us. So Break that down for us, Kurt. What is the difference of the role of the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament and in, and in specific believers and callings, and then now, today, in our New Covenant, New Testament era? Well, you know, Zach, Pastor Zach was talking about this on Sunday, how in the Old Covenant, under the Old Covenant, what we were referred to today in reading the text, the Old Testament, we see that during this dispensation, during this time, that the Holy Spirit would come and rest on certain individuals typically for the accomplishment of a specific purpose, mm. right? So the Lord would release his Holy Spirit over an individual or over groups to accomplish something, right? But in this new covenant, and well, I'll just say it real quick, you can see it with Saul. And so if there's, yes. if the Holy Spirit has been given for a specific task or to accomplish something, then with that, because of that covenant, and they don't have the same covenant we have, that or they didn't, that spirit could be removed, as we see with Saul, with that the Saul. Lord removed yeah. his spirit. And what happens is we read that in the text in 1 Samuel, and some of us as New Testament believers begin to wonder, could God remove Yes. His spirit yep. from me today. And I actually, you know, when I was a kid, I, I found the new the Old Testament like really interesting to read yeah. when my mom would say, okay, you have to go read your Bible right now. I read the Old Testament because like the stories are like more exciting when, when you're a kid. Um, and I would read verses like that where it was like, oh, the Holy Spirit left Saul mm. and, and then God sent a troubling spirit. Yeah. And that, that really scared me. Yeah. Because I was like, what if this happens to me? Mm. It can be very unnerving, but we, you know, the, the scripture and Paul actually in his letters teaches us, we as New Testament believers have to look at the old covenant and Old Testament through the lens of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so what was provided in the death, burial, resurrection, and ascension of Jesus was we now have this new covenant where the Holy Spirit has come and been released on earth. Mm -hmm. And in fact, in Ezekiel and in Jeremiah and other places, it's confirmed in Hebrew that God promises this is what he's always desired. I will be their God. They will be my people. I will write my law on their, on their minds. I will put my law in their heart. So we today as new covenant believers really Really, Luke, although when we're kids, we get scared, right? But we don't have to worry. We don't have to be scared. You no, know, I don't no. have to worry. I don't <laughs> <laughs> we don't have to worry because the Lord is never, never shall my kindness depart from you. Never shall my covenant right. and, and that is completely contrary to the promise of the Holy Spirit that Jesus gives his disciples. Yes. He says, you know, my spirit is with you and then soon will be in you. And the Holy Spirit is described in John 14 as an advocate, yeah. as a comforter. And it, his purpose is to guide us in all truth. So good. And so that brings us right back to the concept of the King's Academy and the role 
of, of the Spirit in our life. It is to guide us in all truth. That's so good. And I just want to say, too, in addition to what Pastor Zach was bringing up on Sunday about the, the purpose and the role of the Holy Spirit in this new time that we're in under this new covenant, I would say one additional piece that's really important that I don't want to overlook mm-hmm. is the fact that the Holy Spirit has been released, first and foremost, for relationship. God desires relationship with the people that he created. If we go back to Jeremiah and Ezekiel, we see that God says there'll come a time when this new covenant I'll provide, I will be their God and they will be my people. That's relationship. And so even before we consider, oh, a doing a work, for the Lord or getting involved and really knowing the truth of God's word. It starts with relationship. Absolutely. That is the reason that Jesus actually started with people Mm -hmm. and then released his Holy Spirit. It wasn't just about doing work. And I bring that up because I think we've become so focused on works. Well, and I think, you know, like it's interesting that you're parking on that because, um, the idea of relationship is, you know, a lot of times we get, we catch a vision for, oh, this is how I want to be used in the church, or this is how I want God to use me in ministry. And it's like, well, at the heart of that, that is relationships. Mm. And, you know, it doesn't, it's not about a role. It's never about doing a particular thing. It's about, are you going to, how intimate are you with me in my relationship, with me putting the Holy Spirit in you? How intimately do you know me that you're going to recognize when I've set up yeah. a divine appointment with someone that you're going to cross paths with. Because that's what ministry is. It's not doing a particular role. It's not doing a podcast. It's not getting up and speaking. Yeah. Those are th- those are things that we do you know, in the process, but at the heart of it, it is relationship. So good. And that's, and that's the difference between David and Saul, is David had a relationship, and he desired a relationship. It wasn't that he was perfect. We read so many, <laughs> so many mistakes that he had, but he had this relationship and he, that he nurtured and fostered. And Saul would hide from that, and he 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 was not obedient. Yeah. So we see this lack of a desire for a relationship with God, and more caring about how, what how people perceived him. Mm. And I would just say to that, and I really think that that's awesome, Luke. You know, we we encounter people so many times, um, especially at School of the Spirit or just coming into church, and it's like, man, I really want to I want to do this work for the Lord, and that's great. And God will equip you, and He will send you out to do it. But when you have that relational piece, like you're saying, you know how to follow the Lord, mm-hmm. and I and that goes to the next point that we really have been given the Holy Spirit. Jesus says in Acts 1-8 that we'll receive power to be witnesses to him. We're going to witness the very fact that the Spirit comes inside of us is a witness to what Christ did at the cross and in the burial. And so that is, again, we take this idea of witnessing and we make it this real action that we have. Yeah, with task and labor. But really, when we have relationship, that's why that's that foundational, foundational piece. When we have that relationship, then being a witness to Jesus Jesus and sharing the good news with others just as a natural outflow of this relationship. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So moving on from there, we also see that this, this brings sometimes a specific empowerment. We see that 1 Corinthians 12 talks about the gifts of the Spirit, and those should be operational, not just in the church. Right, I want to share this right, for a minute. Right, we, right. we often hear like, you know, I go to this church and I don't see the, the gifts of the Spirit. Yes, they should be evident. They should be operational. But we also want them operational exactly. out in the, in the yes. world where, where God's Amen. using us to meet Amen. people. Amen. It's Amen. so encouraging when right, you're talking with right. somebody and the Holy Spirit gives you a word of knowledge or a word of wisdom. And all of a sudden you're like, wow, this person's making a connection. Yeah, yeah. And that's why I think um, it's so exciting to, to walk in the spirit yes. and to 
have the relationship with the spirit because you start to understand that you have these spiritual tendencies and gifts that were given to you to be used in relationship not not wielded as as um you know like like some kind of you know like trophy yes but it's like this is how i'm wiring you specifically Mm -hmm. this is how i as as the holy spirit want to use you to reach people Mm. um and that and you know in our church i really love how the five-fold ministry is so is so evident and 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 we teach it and and we we operate in it because no one person has a corner on Mm -hmm. the work of the holy spirit Mm -hmm. we need to all work together we're all sitting around a table um bringing our individual giftings and, and in this divine dance with each other and then also you know to understand where the spirit is taking all of us to reach the community, the nation, the world. And then the spirit imparts to each individual of you know, e- each one of us, what our role is going to be yeah. in the everyday, um, you know, working out of that. Yeah. That's so good. So before we move on to some of the lessons that are the very first lessons that Pastor Zach was touching yes. and the King's Academy, we'll get to those in just a moment. But to come back to your point, Luke, about being a child, reading the Old Testament, or even being a new believer mm-hmm. and, and, and wondering, hey, could God actually remove his spirit from us? And what we see is in the New Testament, we're given multiple examples where God clearly says, again, from Isaiah, never shall my kindness depart from you. Never shall my covenant of peace mm-hmm. be removed. And if we look at the Holy Spirit as that comfort and that Mm -hmm. peace, God is not going to withdraw his Holy Spirit from us. And he has promised from beginning to end, I will never leave you. I will never forsake Mm -hmm. you. So if that's like the only thing we're catching tonight, it's really important that God's not going to remove his spirit from you. And we just have to keep seeking and and connecting with him. Absolutely not. And that's and that's going back to what Pastor Zach was saying about the Holy Spirit being in us. Yes. It's in there as a as a, you know, like a a down payment. Yes. I love this. As a deposit, a promise of future fulfillment. Yes. So we have all this power just from this one payment. It's so good. But it's because what God starts in us, he's going to complete. You know, like he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. You get me all excited because everybody who's ever purchased a house understands this. When we purchased our first home, you know, we had to give that earnest deposit, right? And that all we had was like a thousand dollars, an earnest deposit. Just say this, we're actually going after this house. You know, that's, that's X amount of dollars. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's such a fraction to what you actually have to pay in full. But yep. we have been sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise as that earnest Amen. deposit. So Amen. really exciting stuff here. Amen. Amen. All right. So now we have to like go through these, yeah, these, lessons. these lessons. We got three lessons. Pastor Zach did a really good job. Yes, it was so good. We don't really. Well, that's ha- why we're giving him this. But. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the first lesson that David had to learn was his identity. Yeah. Um, he learned his identity and, and um, because he was still, even, even while he was um, waiting out his call, um, his father was still having him, you know, tend, tend to the sheep. Mm-hmm. Um, David was also at that time also serving in the, the, the palace for King Saul because King Saul had a troubling spirit that would come upon him. Right. So, he, so you can see how guys like moving him into proximity. Mm-hmm. Um, but then David also has this alone time. Um, and then when he go, his father sends him to go uh, bring the, the, the food to his sons who are fighting for the king and they're on a mountaintop. Yeah. And David gives his what he's carrying to the baggage carrier because yeah. he understands his identity. Um, and I just want to touch on one thing. <laughs> yes, this was so important. It was so good. Um, 
when King Saul, after his anointing, they're looking for him. People are like, where's this? Where's the king? Like, where is Saul? He was hiding among the baggage. Mm. So there's this dichotomy now where you had one king who the Lord has rejected and he had hid in the baggage. Now you have this new king who's not coming out and like just portraying himself as king. He understands like this anointing is from God and he gives his his items, what he's carrying to the baggage carrier. Mm. And it's so good because, you know, Pastor Zach kind of painted this picture sort of like a type and shadow of mm-hmm. this baggage yes. carrier being a being a type and shadow of christ which i thought was really cool it's a good application for us it is so good because if we go three weeks ago when we were sitting you know in another area talking and doing the breakdown we were talking about pastor zach's message of check your baggage and how you have to give that baggage over and um, i just thought that was really an awesome point and especially if you were here second service Pastor Zach really did a good job of painting this picture of what it means to release that right. and to see Jesus there. So, and, and that's and that's what it comes down to is when we understand that we've given yeah. Jesus our baggage, He's taken our baggage, and then He's given us a new identity. Yes, when we claim that truth, it makes it so much easier to walk in that. We're not walking in our flesh. We're not we're not like ministering from soulish places. We're ministering from from the Spirit. You know, and I know as when I first came back to the Lord at 18 years old, for, for a couple of years, I was kind of concerned to lose that identity. I was a little bit of afraid, afraid because I had spent so much time establishing who I was that I was really afraid to let go mm. of that identity. And I kept saying, am I going to lose this personality that I love so much? I'm jovial. I enjoy being around people. But if we recognize that the enemy can't create anything, he can no. only twist it. Yes. And so your personality or whatever it is that you're carrying that you have, you may have to check it you know, but God is the one who actually deposited who you actually are. And you're going to see that you want the identity. We want the identity Mm -hmm. that the Lord has for us. Right. And because of his identity, we now move into the second lesson. That's it. And it was fearlessness. Yes. You know, it's interesting because Pastor Zach was bringing up that quote from Bill Johnson, which I thought was great. great And he said, we're living in a time where fear is disguised as wisdom and especially surrounding. So Pastor Zach did spend some time kind of talking about this COVID season Mm -hmm. that we've been in and a lot of the the fear that's being just put out there. And and even he was saying as believers, we're kind of sucking down that fear. We're taking it in. And if you were here for a service, you got to hear uh, at the at the transition that Barbara was getting up and Pastor Ron and they were getting up to share a prophetic word regarding business. However, it's so applicable because Barbara was saying that everything in the world, we can't take the kingdom, the world's principles and operate them in the kingdom. We have to accept kingdom principles. Mm-hmm. And so when we look at fearlessness, we have to actually exchange everything that we've been meditating on, everything we've been receiving. Right. One service, Pastor Zach said, some of you are going to go home and delete your news app. You know, you're going you're gonna to stop taking all that in. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because the world thrives on fear. Because yes. fear gets us to feel something. Yeah. And it gets, uh, it, it sucks us in. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we're surrounded by other people who are also afraid. And so we're getting fear fed into us from, you know, from, from the lies that we're hearing from, from the, from those that are around us. And that's what was happening in, you know, in the story. You have all of these men who are every day, they're, they're, they're sitting on this mountaintop and then Goliath comes down into the valley and he's taunting them. He's Mm. making fun of, of the Lord. And David comes out there and he's like, hey, like, why, why haven't any of you guys done any of this? Mm. And it's like, because they kept each other in this state of fear. Yes. 
because fear will paralyze you. Yeah. Yeah. Pastor Zach was bringing up this point that fear is contagious. And if you are in that environment where all you're receiving is fear and all you're hearing is fear, I would say that that was the reason that Pastor Zach was bringing up that concept of deleting your news app, because what is it that we are sitting there soaking in and absorbing all day long? This is why coming back to our word and realizing that the Lord has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind, we gain our peace and we gain our strength mm -hmm. from that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so David runs mm. at Goliath. And this reminded me of Hebrews 12, one, where we're told like, you know, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a, gr a huge crowd of witnesses, let's strip off yes. every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that trips us up and let's run with endurance the race God has set before us. You know, when David goes to Saul and he tells him, I'm gonna go out and I'm gonna take on Goliath. I'm gonna, I'm gonna meet this challenge. Mm. Saul tries to put his armor yes. onto David. Yes. He tries to put, and David's like, I can't, I'm not, I'm, I'm not gonna take this. Yeah. Like this, this, he knows this is just gonna weigh him down. And he's fearless because he knows where his strength lies. His strength lie, relies in the Lord. Yeah. And when he goes and faces Goliath, he doesn't say, I'm coming at you with a sling. He's like, I come at you with the Lord, like with the power of the Lord of hosts. Yeah, that's it. It's not a tool. It's, it's not, not a weapon that's no. wielded no. in the name of our Lord, the God of hosts. We would say in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, which is why we will often say in the name yes. of Jesus, because he is that assurance. So taking us from that second lesson that we're learning on fearlessness into the third and final lesson that Pastor Zach brought up on Sunday, which was strength. And I love this concept because it's so important to see that we find our strength as believers, not in that mountain top. The story was a beautiful yeah. recount of David going down to the valley where the brook was, mm -hmm. getting the stones. What a beautiful image of the rocky stones on the mountain and the smooth stones on the brook. Mm -hmm. Go back and listen to the message, watch the message, it was great. And then actually having that battle. And so Pastor Zach, again, bringing us another point this year saying, get low. Right. Get low. Right. And that's kind of been a consistent theme, whether it right. was from Jamal or Pastor Zach. Get to that low place because that is where our strength lies. Because I think the, the powerful thing about the mountaintop is we get a vantage point. Mm. We can see where God's taking us, but then we have to actually take that step. Yeah. We can't stay paralyzed in fear. We have to go knowing that he's our strength. It's not us. Yeah. And so we go down and just like the stones, we get refined as we go down the mountain. And then at the for the battle it's never about us that's it it's always about him and that's what david says to goliath mm -hmm. he says the battle is the lord's you know we sing we sing that song by phil, phil wickham which i absolutely i absolutely oh, yeah. love, I love and it's song. like but that comes from it comes from that verse yeah it's like the battle is the lord's you know, you talk about being on the mountain and getting a really good vantage point in Matthew 17. Jesus takes up Peter, James, and John to this mountain that we refer to as the Mount of Transfiguration. And what does Peter do? He wants to set up camp there. And God from heaven speaks out through the clouds. And so we get this idea, even in the New Testament, that we are not supposed to be staying all the time on that mountain. We get revelation and we get a vantage point. But really, our battle takes place in that valley. In valley. And that's how we go from glory to glory. So Amen. some real awesome concepts again. We wanted to remind you to get back and watch and listen to the message and even read through 1 Samuel 16 and 17. Amen. Amen. And, and you will never under, fully understand and realize it. God, God's shown me this. It's, you know, because we want to stay on the mountain. Yeah. Because it's, 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 it's comfortable yeah. and you can see everything. But I'm never going to know the fullness of the power of God 
unless I walk confidently into those valley experiences. You know, you won't have that moment where the giant falls. Mm. You won't have that moment where you really see the power of God in your life if you stay paralyzed in fear and, and, and don't step into the calling. Yeah. Because, you know, when David goes, when he talks to the, the, the men of Israel, if you read through it, he doesn't present it as though, like, he's the only guy that could have done this. Right. It's kind of like, why haven't any of That's you it. done this? Because any one of us is capable of being used by God for those, to take down those Goliaths. Because at the end of the day, it's not us. It doesn't matter how weak or strong we think we are. At the end of the day, it's his power flowing through us. Yes. Whichever vessel is present and willing to be used. That's so good. Luke, what a great night tonight. We talked about it. It's going to be a great night. We're already in our final like 60 seconds. So just want to hit a couple points with you to remind you to uh, read 1 Samuel 16 and 17. And, you know, one secret to opening up the scripture is to say, you know, Holy Spirit, you're the author. You were there from the beginning. Reveal the truth to me. Reveal it. Let me know what the truth of this passage is. And, uh, you know, you have a great second question here. So I'll let you offer that up. Second question. What are the fear areas Mm in our life or my life where I need to speak and live my identity in the Lord and proclaim his strength and victory in the battle. What are those areas in your life where you know I have, this is, this is a fear stronghold that I need to speak my identity and the Lord's strength to. So good. And then our final question for you to consider this week is what are lessons? What are some lessons that the Holy Spirit has already taught you in the King's Academy? Because we're already enrolled (laughs) that we could use to encourage ourselves uh, or encourage somebody else. So, all right, let's pray. Amen. Father, we thank you for our time together. We put our hope and our trust in you um, as we have chosen to glorify you in everything that we are and in all that we do. We trust you for this week. We pray for every listener and watcher that they would just be confident, that we would be confident when we find ourselves in those valleys, Lord, that even though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we fear no evil for you are with us. Your rod and your staff, they comfort us. We trust you and we give you all the honor and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, that's all for tonight. Thank you and tune in next week for more of The Breakdown.